0: It is October 2024. The first manned space mission to Mars is preparing to land on the planet's surface. But the United States space capsule is commanded by Major Cassia and her lieutenant, Bernice.
1: You're looking good on your
0: approach, mars One.
2: Roger that, Houston. Bernice, can you look at that starboard thruster? It might have an issue.
0: I am on it, Major Cassia.
2: Thanks, Bernice. We're going in, Houston. president
1: would like a break forward with you on international media when you get a moment.
2: <sighs> Can you hold her off until I land this bitch on the planet? I'm a little busy here.
1: Uh, roger that, but uh, just want to add that we are live broadcast around the Earth. Probably five billion people
2: listening. Roger that, Houston. I guess I should have put on some makeup. We're
0: coming in for landing, Houston. It's looking good. off. My sensors are picking up two living humanoids on the planet's surface. Humanoids on Mars? That's impossible. I know, but my sensors and cameras can't be disputed.
1: What's going on up there, Mars One?
0: Apparent bogey, Houston. No worries though,
2: we're still descending. What's going on down there, Benice? I read two men. One waving an American flag and one with a British flag. Oh my god. You don't mean...
1: Mars One, Mars One, we've got eyes
2: on your bogey. Tell me it's not true,
0: Bernice. I'm afraid it is.
1: Mars One, we've identified your bogeys on your cameras from here as Jeff Bezos from Amazon and Richard Branson from Virgin Enterprises. Can you confirm?
2: I hate those effing guys. Confirm, Houston. Mars One,
1: you are now advised to... This is Leonardo from Manhattan. Director of NASA. I'm giving you direct orders to launch your missiles at those
0: two D
2: bags. What is he talking about? Sir, this is Commander Major Cassia. This is a scientific mission. We have no missiles on board. What? No missiles? Give me the red phone. I want the president.
1: Stat. Uh. <laughs> continue your descent, Mars One. We're also picking up a structure NEXT to Bezos and Branson. Can you ID it for us?
0: Bernice, do you see it? Yes, it appears to be a Starbucks franchise. What the F?
1: Uh, Mars One, the folks here in the control room twisted my arm to ask, when you get in the service, can you grab a hundred or so pumpkin spice frappuccinos for us? True Crime!
0: Political conspiracy. Celebrity gossip. Murder. UFOs.
1: Crooked officials. The occult. Assassination. Courtroom drama. Rape. Corporate scams. Scandal sheets. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Scandal Sheet, your source for exhaustive investigations into anything socially deviant, scientifically unexplainable, horrifically sinister, and, if we get lucky, criminal. My name is Thad Housley and I am joined by my amazing co-host and the curator of the International UFO Museum in Roswell, New Mexico, Casia.
0: Hello,
2: good to be here.
1: Good work covering up the truth about extraterrestrials for 75 years, Casia.
2: Yeah, I didn't know how to tell you this, but I was recently forced out at the UFO Museum uh, owing to a sexual harassment scandal. Uh,
1: By you or upon you?
2: Upon me.
1: Ah, was it a UFO? <laughs> or just a, a regular liberty.
2: person? Um, <laughs> my parting contract does not leave me at liberty to discuss the details.
1: Oh, oh, oh okay. Well, I thought maybe it was like a, uh, a men in black thing. Remember the whole thing? What's up with anal probing, man? so <laughs> And we are joined by the head UFO consultant to the Senate Intelligence Committee that demanded the recent report, Bernice.
0: Committee CO Chairs Mark Warner and Marco Rubio are fun at late night bar sessions but are mostly clueless on this topic.
1: So, listeners, on the occasion of a recent major report from our very own Pentagon, your favorite Sherlock Holmes-style sleuths
0: are reassessing the existence of UFOs! Excerpt from the Mercury Theater on the Air's radio broadcast of the War of the Worlds on October 30th, 1938.
1: Flag of truce. Those creatures know what that means, what anything means. Wait a minute, something's happening. Humped shape is rising out of the pit. I can make out a small beam of light against a mirror. What's that? There's a
0: jet of flames springing from the mirror and it Got leaps right there. at the advancing men. It strikes them head-on. they are turning into flames. Now the whole field's caught by the woods fire the, the gas tank for the automobiles are spreading everywhere. coming this way now, about 20 yards to my right.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, due to circumstances beyond our control, we are unable to continue the broadcast from Grover's Mill. Evidently, there's some difficulty with our field transmission.
0: However... From Close Encounters of the Third Kind... 1977, courtesy Sony Pictures Get Entertainment. To right Get on the order of the 45th, the
1: way, see what the hell they could be the testing up there. Do you have any test operation restricted area 2508? Aries 31, Roger. The traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non ballistic motion, over.
0: Roger, Aries 31, continue to send at your discretion, over.
1: Okay, Senator. Center, Center pilot's discretion is approved. The traffic is approaching head on. Alter right and
2: really moving. And right by us, right now. But that
0: was really close. Series thirty
2: one is out of three four zero. The traffic. Ask off them if they the want to report opposition. officially.
0: GWA five seventeen. Do you want to report a UFO? Negative. We don't want to report. From the day the Earth stood still, nineteen fifty one. Courtesy Twentieth Century Fox, a Walt Disney Company.
1: Your choice is simple. Join us. And live in peace, or pursue your present course and face obliteration. We shall be waiting for your answer.
0: From the original Star Trek TV series, 1967, courtesy Viacom CBS
1: Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise, its five year mission to explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Crazy, contradictory cultural stuff, huh,
2: Um. Okay, The, the clips that you're playing speak to the idea that the alien stuff, which is different than the UFO stuff, because aliens coming to planet Earth doesn't necessarily have to be in a weird saucer floating around in the sky. That we absolutely,
1: don't know what it is. absolutely, and and obviously we will cover that. But but the way we conceive of it, the way we as Homo sapiens, specifically in the United States of America, see things in this goofy way, and yeah, no, I, it is very why?
2: why. there's a lot of reasons for it. I actually okay. read a book once by Carl Jung. That tried to investigate like the psychoanalysis, the underpinnings of the UFO myth. Wait a minute, I mean
1: Jung, the famous uh, uh, Freudian psychiatrist. Okay, wow. Okay,
2: he wrote a whole book about. I think it's called Flying Saucers, about UFOs specifically, and like and a lot because he did a lot of dream analysis. He analyzed he did. people's UFO sightings in the same way that he'd analyze dreams oh wow
1: Well, we're gonna to have to look that book up and, and uh, put it in the liner notes of this episode
2: there you go but yeah i mean his idea that it's basically some kind of psychological projection and that would explain why it's extremely nar- like our view of these aliens whether or not they come in a, in a ufo or not is extremely narcissistic because it's always They're going to save us or they're going to murder us all. It's never like they're just here to visit. They're just on vacation. They're just peeking around. It's always like our security is at risk or they're going to teach us how to all be kind and love each other.
1: Right. Right.
2: Or solve our energy problems or whatever.
1: (laughs) Well, does Jung um, provide an explanation why that is?
2: Um, I don't, you mean why we are all, why we as a society have developed this myth? Uh,
1: yeah, just what you said. The, the duality, uh, the bipolar disorder of our perception, (laughs) whether, you know, either they're going to kill us or they're going to take care of us like mama.
2: Um, yeah, so it's, it's just like a modern version of something humans have always done. He compares it to like various mass visions that have occurred and been recorded throughout history like the crusaders going to jerusalem and thinking they're seeing stuff and it respond like if people develop a myth and the myth is shared by many people all across the globe and it's enduring then it's there because it it's not there by accident it's responding to some kind of psychic need that people have unfulfilled in their lives <laughs> so people feel i think helpless and terrified and so <laughs> that's why they need either a savior or a murderer uh emerging from the abyss to come to planet earth
1: so there you go folks when you've got a <laughs> st andrew's graduate as your co-host you're gonna get that kind of commentary <laughs>
2: sorry, just sorry.
1: just so you know this isn't this isn't exactly was, Abbott I, costello hour
2: <laughs> i was gonna wait to get into this till we were further in the episode but well maybe you, you may have right to, restate to it.
1: it i know maybe we'll have to state it <laughs> Because I'm still, like, at the top of the rundown. It's just like,
2: okay. Hi, I'm everybody. <laughs> but you asked. You said it's crazy, contradictory. I did. I did.
1: I did. I did. Well, you know, this is why there's a thing called editing, as you and I know. Okay. Well, let me just, like, go down this road, and then we'll figure out how to put it together later. As always with Scandal Sheet, we take nothing for granted with our multi-generational audience. Bernice, can you give us a quick update on what a UFO is and what is its relationship, if any, to so-called extraterrestrials?
0: Certainly. A UFO is an acronym for Unidentified Flying Object. It is any perceived aerial phenomenon that cannot immediately be identified or explained. Most UFOs are eventually identified as conventional objects or known phenomena. The acronym was coined during a 17-year investigation conducted by the United States Air Force, called Project Blue Book. Though no documentary evidence has ever been found to validate this belief, the term UFO is often associated with extraterrestrials, intelligent life that originates beyond planet Earth.
1: But Bernice, the government isn't even calling these phenomena UFOs anymore, are they?
0: No. They are now being called by the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, UAPs.
1: So they're like you were saying, they're just aerial. They don't even you know, give you a chance to be in the water or the ground or anywhere else. You've (laughs) got to be in the air.
2: You've got to be in the skies.
1: (laughs) Got to be in the fucking air, man, going 10,000 miles an hour. So Casio, our self-appointed job in this podcast, I hope is to either persuade the vast majority of English speaking people off the ledge of whatever bullshit myth or outright lie they cherish but also, then to put them back on that very same ledge for something legitimate they are uninformed about. Do you agree?
2: <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to put them on the ledge for?
1: Uh, the ledge is um, uh, put them off the ledge because of the myth which you were just talking about, the bullshit myth, the idea. Right, but lie. what's the
2: new ledge that you're putting them on? The new ledge
1: is the reality that they have yet to be informed about, which is even what more is terrifying. Mean? Well, that's what okay. we're going to discuss well, in this case.
2: I would say that I agree. However, my ambitions are higher, and I would like this podcast to be dubbed into many languages. Ah. So I would like to persuade the vast majority of the population of planet Earth.
1: You, uh, you're just limiting yourself to Homo sapiens? What about the giraffes?
2: So <laughs> we'll, we'll get there next.
1: <laughs> we'll get there next. Okay. Okay. So going back to our take-nothing-for-granted prime directive, Casio, for our listeners that may have been asking themselves uh, uh, this question as they're listening— What is an extraterrestrial? Is it little green men? I mean, what's the theory?
2: What's the theory? Doesn't that just mean life not on Earth?
1: Well, that's what I'm asking you. I thought maybe you could tell us.
2: Uh, That's what I take it to mean. However, the word I mean, when people say extraterrestrial, yeah, they have a vision in their mind that's like a relatively human-ish looking creature. Like it's got a face like we have. It's got eyes of some kind. It's like familiar enough to be scary, but unfamiliar enough to be scary. They don't think of it like some little amoeba, like floating around in goop.
1: Although that would be probably the most likely outcome, right? To go to Mars and find an amoeba. Probably. As opposed to... uh,
2: Yes. But there also could be like, you know, farther, farther away universes beyond our i'm not like not on mars i mean like way beyond our conception
1: right but whether labeled a ufo or a uap kasia an object in the sky that is temporarily unknown by military authorities is just that unknown Historically, it often turns out to be a weather balloon, a shooting star, or some other arcane meteorological phenomenon. Early Homo sapiens, thousands of years ago, thought the sun and the moon were some kind of gods. And that may have worked for them at that particular time. But now we know different about those particular phenomena. Word. Uh, so let's step back for a moment, Bernice. Bernice. And open up the encyclopedia for a moment. Is any kind of extraterrestrial or alien life even possible outside of the planet we are in the process of destroying?
0: Mr. Halkley, you are exceeding the number of questions you can ask me in a given episode by our contract. Give us a
1: break, Bernice. We're trying to do a podcast here. You are well compensated for your efforts.
0: A cliff Bar and a kale smoothie do not constitute compensation in my view.
2: Bernice, I'm on your side, by the way. Thank you.
1: Okay, okay. We'll talk to your agent about renegotiating your contract. But can we just get through this?
0: Fine, then. Your question was about the probability of non-Earth life in the universe?
1: Yes, it was.
0: Due to man's limitations in seeing or traveling beyond our solar system, making any kind of estimate is highly conjectural. However, due to the vast number of observable stars in the Milky Way universe, attempts have been made. One such attempt is called the Drake Equation. Even when infinitesimal probability assumptions are applied, the 1961 equation concludes that between 1,000 and 100 million planets with civilizations are in the Milky Way galaxy. Kasia,
1: what do you think? It's almost a dice throw, right?
2: Um, I don't know about the. Besides knowing that the Drake equation exists and what it is, I don't. I haven't really investigated the mathematical implications. Just from my personal intuition, which is the place that I prefer to live my life from and not a calculator <laughs> um, <laughs> um i yeah I think it it stands to reason that it is it is likely that there is life beyond us if we exist, something else reasonably like us probably exists, but it not it might be like us in a way that we are not capable of conceiving of
1: but okay that all, all that being said, uh getting back to sort of this this uh, track that we're kind of pursuing in terms of the twentieth twenty first century myth um is it not true that this current uFO hysteria can be tracked back to uh something called the Roswell incident, and this is something. Uh, uh, that occurred in a place that only is about 200 miles from where you sit in New Mexico, correct?
2: I don't know. Yeah, it's in the state. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, uh, I mean,
1: uh, Kasia, before we drill down into the veracity of recent events, I wanted to get your take on this Mm -hmm. bizarre cultural phenomenon, the cult of UFOs or UAPs or whatever that has fascinated the United States for over 70 years in your elevated college grad analysis is it a cold war paranoia thing a fear of technology thing or a modern biblical god just in a new suit of clothes just fucking with us i mean how do we get from observing something just unidentified to immediately assuming that it's a bunch of aliens from another planet with superior technology.
2: How do we do that? <laughs> um, okay, well, first I would say, is is what is happening currently hysteria? I mean, it seems like a government agency released like a nine-page pretty lame document with very little new information, and some people tweeted about it. I know, I but when, like, you've I got, when you've hasn't got it Mar- has been hysterical.
1: When you've got Marco Rubio <laughs> on the Today Show, you know, or on Good I Morning mean, America, Mar- talking about Marco UFOs. does Marco Rubio
2: live at the Today Show? Like, he doesn't have a home? <laughs> like, he just like he's just there. He's like, put me on camera. Jeez, it's just, oh
1: my god, I just want to be on the View with Oprah, or not Oprah, uh, Whoopi. <laughs> Oh, dear, dear, dear. Well,
2: I think it's all a red herring and Marco Rubio is the actual alien.
1: Oh, wow. He's, he's the guy that he's like Grok in... That's my hysteria.
2: <laughs> he's throwing us off the scent.
1: So for the benefit of our, of our listeners, Cassia, I want to disclose that you, even at your tender age in your mid-20s, have spent a significant amount of time in numerous continents in numerous countries, in four continents outside the U.S., often not as a random tourist. So you have a global perspective only a tiny percentage of people have, particularly at your age. And since the U.S. is only one of 193 countries in the United Nations, are people in Lebanon, Argentina, China, wherever places you've been, sitting around worrying about UFOs like we are?
2: I have never talked about UFOs with anyone in the U.S. or in any other country. Well, at least I it's on no TV
1: idea. here. I mean, people are talking about it on TV, on the radio, online. In
2: the news. Or they were for like five minutes. This just gets to a lot of like, why? why are UFOs being rebranded now? That like, that's the conversation that is is pressing to me. Well that is because just... it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like people this is not a grassroots thing. This was precipitated by the US government. It wasn't precipitated by the Lebanese government or the Chinese government.
1: Right, right. And that's kind of what I was getting at. It's just like how come all the UFO sightings are in one country out of a whole freaking planet or is everybody else sort of in on it and nobody just like sent us an email telling us what was going on.
2: Oh, well there's so many reasons. I mean, I could like have my rational ones and then I could have my like personal crackpot ones.
1: Okay. So. But here's the thing. You're I mean, you you live like down the street from Hiroshima. You know, you live <laughs> you you live near ground zero, right? You live near Roswell. Uh, uh, New Mexico. You live in Albuquerque, so <laughs> that's the this, same this, thing th- as
2: Hiroshima.
1: <laughs> well, Ground Zero, whatever you want to call it, but it was just like. And they've. I live.
2: I live in relative proximity to the UFO mecca.
1: Exactly the UFO mecca. That that was a better way to put it. That's a better way to put it. And people perform their pilgrimages on an. <laughs> on an I mean, that has become that city has become. A tourist destination, right? They're up there with Disneyland, right? People go in they there. They're
2: not up there with Disneyland. Uh, they are totally Nothing up Nothing in there. New Mexico. Oh, my God. Nothing no. in New Mexico. It's
1: like, okay, let's say, hey, honey, where are we going on our honeymoon? I don't know. Maybe we should go to Paris. Maybe we should go to Rome. No,
2: we're going <laughs> to Roswell, man. Roswell, baby. <laughs> yeah. <a> little, <laughs> what are you going to do now that you won the Super Bowl? I'm going, <laughs> I'm to, going Roswell. to Roswell. Roswell. Okay. Have you ever
1: been there? Have you in all seriousness? I
2: I have not been to Roswell. I wanna go, but it's like kind of pandemic. Eh. I'd be curious. I'm not like it's not high on my list. I'm not a big UFO person. It feels sort of dated and retro to me. Okay.
1: So people aren't walking around like on the street with like a Roswell shirt or a green. Um look, if
2: you if you go to like a gift shop or like in the airport here they have a bunch of little alien junk and roswell ufo Mm -hmm. keychain uh coffee mug dish towel whatever it's a big uh yeah touristy there's lots of tchotchkes and things i don't know that that's necessarily reflective of like a genuine i mean everywhere is gonna hawk crap for whatever they have Doesn't mean people are buying, you know?
1: Okay, so you're just sort of kind of taking this whole thing for granted. You're not, you don't really have a dog in this hunt, like one way or the other. In terms of the. The, the truth of Roswell The
2: truth of Roswell I don't even know what the Roswell incident is To be perfectly honest with you
1: <laughs> Okay, well
2: you know what I don't know the details It's so
1: awesome to have an AI engine As is is our co-host Bernice, can you tell us About the perceived importance Of Roswell, New Mexico In the the indisputable canon Of UFO liturgy
0: My pleasure Roswell is a small city in rural New Mexico. At the time of the incident in question, it had just under 26,000 inhabitants. It came to international notoriety when some kind of manufactured aerial object or craft crashed on a ranch, 75 miles away during a violent electrical storm on July 2, 1947. The source of the controversy was the nature of the object that crashed. As the official government explanation changed on at least three different occasions and the fact that all the crash debris was collected by military authorities and has never been shown to the public gave rise to widely held alien spacecraft theories, as well as a government cover-up conspiracy that continue to this day.
2: Well, that's the thing. There's a lot of Air Force stuff here. So there's right. always weird p- types of planes flying around. Right, um, and, and New Mexico and there's was... there's a lot of desert...
1: Right, was a test site. Right, White Sands is where exactly. they exploded the first bomb. They were testing all kinds Trinity of. Trinity test. So yeah. they're
2: always testing random creepy Correct. shit out here. Correct. So, so yeah, some, in there all, was like a crash. A,
1: there was a crash,
2: and of an air went, force balloon. Right. And people lost their fucking minds. Basically, yes. So uh, all and in that, or maybe just, they did it, or maybe they just wrote some articles, and then we cooked it up. The media cooked it up into something more than what it was
1: we're not going to spend the whole thing about roswell they just you know we'll, but but yeah people did and then you you combine that you in into that soup you pour sputnik the russians the cold war the space race right so all of a sudden you know something that might have gone unnoticed you know some kind of a test air vehicle crashes and maybe a guy dies and maybe he's disfigured from the fire and uh, looks like an alien uh again i saw that movie and (laughs) whatever so
2: well like you were saying talking about cold war type of fears i mean that marks the point When civilization had progressed to where you're no longer fearing, like, the bandits coming over the hill, you're fearing these more larger existential issues, like, you know, atom bomb culture, like, we're all just gonna be destroyed, the whole planet, you know, most humans have not, like, the majority of human history has been just, like, fearing... How am I going to live through the winter? How am I going to survive childbirth? You know, much more basic things. That's what we're, like, psychologically prepped to handle. We're not prepped to handle, like, what's going on in a parallel universe. Right. So, it's nothing new. Fear. Fear of the unknown. Um, it, just, it just changes form depending on what's happening in society. So, the, I think that the reason that UFOs are coming up now and again it's very important to remember that they're not they did not come up naturally as a result of some kind of crash or on the ground resurgence of interest in visions of disks flying through the skies. This was officially sanctioned and prepped and planned and released. And Barack Obama's going on a late night show and talking about it. And Harry Reid's writing an op-ed and talking about it. They brought out all the heavy hitters in the political (laughs) world to push this on us at the time of COVID. And Hmm. like all of this and all of this um, huge raft of conspiracy theories that have engulfed every faction of American politics whether it's like QAnon or Russiagate or anti-vaxxing this is like hey we have a conspiracy theory too and if people want to talk about this one that would be a lot better for us than if they were talking about that other stuff that's more material to things people are actually struggling with right now
1: well, no, that's very that's a very interesting theory. So, I mean, uh, and you're right; it's it's sort of like a harmless one, you know. It's like, hey, exactly. we, don't it's ha- we don't have to harmless. take over the capital, do we? we and it's not, it's
2: not, sit it's in not like, living room. It's the same, yeah. Or the Jeffrey Epstein thing, which actually <laughs> speaks to like the power of finance and informal kinds of power, unelected power. This is just like total pie-in-the-sky nonsense.
1: (laughs) Right, 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 right. They don't,
2: there's nothing to, they can only, it's just a distraction.
1: Okay, so we're going to have to get into what what actually prompted this. But one other thing that I didn't quite cover, basically, again, like going back to the fact that New Mexico, the state, the... (laughs) The United States has this place called New Mexico, where for some reason, everything creepy and spooky and technological and end of the world ish takes place. So um, in addition to Roswell... Just a few miles down the road from where you're sitting, the uh, the ultimate doomsday machine was invented at the time called the atomic bomb. Okay, so now we call you it... You may have know,
2: heard of it. You
1: may have heard of it, especially if you lived in Hiroshima or Nagasaki, <laughs> uh, at least for 10 seconds. But anyways, it was... Oh, nobody knew, like, if, if you were living in the early 40s and and... Some guy even whispered about, hey, man, they're, they're, they're building a bomb down the street that's going to, like, blow up a whole city. You'd be like, oh, what? Whoa, man. You would think that was science fiction, right? That would, would be science fiction. And the only thing that would make it not be just a story. Now, in, in this case, like you were just saying, the, uh, uh, this whole thing is sort of a canard. It's just, oh, my God, there's stuff in the sky, you know, as opposed to, oh, my God, we just killed 100,000 people in five seconds, you know. So but when you heard about it, everybody was like, oh, my God. And then, of course, everybody else figured out how to do it. And then we had the Cold War and, and fear of being dead for decades and decades and decades. Now, somehow, mm. because everybody's got it, nobody seems to care about it because it's like, well, gee, we're not going to use it because then
2: we would all be dead. But I've mean, just grown accustomed to the dread, but I there's still a lot of people in like the US military that are like hired to care a lot and they do care a lot.
1: Well, we're we're really all caught up on whether you know, it's like it's one thing for China and Russia to have all these missiles, but what if Iran and North Korea gets exactly. a hold of them? They might be suicidal.
2: The Iran, I mean, yeah, no, the North Korea. I mean, there's just whole, there are swath, there are entire blocks of Washington, D.C. filled with apartment buildings, filled with people who are paying their rent (laughs) off of money that they get for writing like Brookings Institute papers about how North Korea is going to blow us up any minute.
1: Sounds like you might be one of those people.
2: I'm not one of those people. I could have been. I know a lot of those people. <laughs>
1: you're going to but a I wedding for one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to be going to the uh, uh, alcoholic playground at the I thro-
2: day. Yeah, I've thrown down <laughs> some glasses of champagne with those people. Not going to lie, but not one myself.
1: It's like, oh, sorry, I'm going to have to cut this honeymoon short. i got to go write my paper on North Korea blowing up, you know, Europe. So, all right. So, let's get into the, after all of this, let's get into the meat of this episode. Here is what we know about today, about the current state of UFOs and or and or UFAs.
0: Hey,
1: got it!
2: Roger, uh, they
0: shooting, shooting. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Did you talk to your target? No, I took an auto charge. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Wow. look, oh, look at is that, that, Look, man. look at fly. <laughs> dude, this is a fucking drone, bro. There's a whole fleet of them. Look on the ASA. Oh, my gosh. They're all going against the wind. The wind's 120 miles to the west. Oh, that thing, dude. That's not our LNS though, no, is it? It's not us. man. Uh, yeah. Well if there's
1: like, a thing, thing.
2: It's rotating. Well, can we talk about the fact that they even I mean they literally they invented a new word for it. So they're like, Yeah, we've decided we're gonna call it a UAP now. So in typical Washington fashion, they came up with another cucked little initialism. Right. When UFO was perfectly fine. So again, it's just like, why are you rebranding UFOs? What is well, yeah, that is that is a very why, good question. Why, why? why do we have a taxpayer-funded, rebranded conspiracy theory being pushed out at us by the DNI? What the fuck is going on? Like, I'm not worried about shit flying through the sky. I'm worried about why the Senate is fucking talking about this.
1: Well, are are
2: Michael Rubio's constituents beating down his door, demanding answers about the Roswell incident? I don't think so. I think they're like, "Can I have food to feed my kids? When can I (laughs) like When can I leave my house without a gas mask?"
1: Well, and that's true. And you don't really think of the Pentagon as your, you know, the usual rebrander.
2: It's it's the it's who it's the Senate.
1: Oh, yeah. Defense. uh, Defense. Director of
2: National Intelligence. So the DNI is not even like the DNI is this thing they invented. Like it's a Bush era thing that they invented to be like, sorry, we fucked up September 11th. We're going to create a new job. And this guy is supposed to liaison between. That's why we have it.
1: Right. And we know people who worked. So it's a war on
2: terror. Right. It's a war on terror era invention that Joe Biden made a cabinet level position now. Which is creepy and weird in and of itself. I just found that out recently. I was like, why? It's a very. Well, because
1: we have got to fight these UAPs. No, UFAs.
2: (laughs) This, This is a cabinet level issue, guys. Unidentified aerial phenomena, a, a massive right. deflating balloon. This, <laughs> we must combat. Oh, it's so stupid.
1: But then, but what is, okay, so you, br- you bring up a very good point. What is the reason? To do the rebranding other than, I mean, you said earlier, okay, everybody sat down and said, what are we going to do as a distraction away from all of these, the anti-vaxxers and the John Brown insurrectionists and, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Let's come up with something that's going to get everybody's minds off all this other stuff. But is that, the? but you don't necessarily have to do a rebranding to do that. Why? Why didn't we just keep saying UFOs? Why do we have to all of a sudden have UAPs?
2: Um because they want it to be like a they want it to have the air of formality and like scientific analysis. Cuz the, the whole point like my my what I believe is that the reason this was being pushed in this moment this is like again when did this when was this released? June. Okay, so not late, even, yeah. Almost.
1: Yeah. Uh, last week of June.
2: So six months into a new administration during like an unprecedented pandemic and economic crisis that came as a result there and they're pushing an authorized conspiracy theory. Correct. Why are they doing that? to distract us, <laughs> to try to keep us from talking about the unauthorized conspiracy theories. Now, I don't necessarily, I'm not a, a conspiratorial, I'm not a member of any of these factions. I'm not on board <laughs> with the anti I, I would, would never was, be
1: a member of a club that would have me as a member.
2: Exactly, like, I, I'm interested in them as, like, yeah, in the Carl Jung way of like, yeah, these are like psychic phenomena that tell us something about like what's going on in the American mind.
1: Okay, children out there, remember, you gotta Google <laughs> Carl Jung, you'll be like, Carl Jung, wow. You got it, yeah. This is really this is informative.
2: Actually, this is a Carl Jung podcast. Now. We're going <laughs> to rebrand it. We're going to rebrand it.
1: Oh my god, there's a police song that mentions Carl Jung. How many pop songs have Carl Jung in their lyrics?
2: Probably a lot,
1: (laughs) honestly. Let's get back to the actual videos, which we played. The Let's talk um, about
2: the videos. The videos. Okay. The videos suck. That's another thing. They really need to improve the quality (laughs) of these videos. I mean, come on. We have like 4K everywhere. And yet UFO videos are just as shitty as they were (laughs) 70 years ago. We need to get DreamWorks in on this. Come on, guys. (laughs) Come on. I want Lucasfilm working on this. Does no one have a Carl Zeiss lens <laughs> lying around when one of these things flies overhead? This is bullshit. But but these videos,
1: okay, like you're saying, were captured by naval aid eaters, Uh I so called even, like Top Gun type people, Top Gun people, right? The people that in these billion dollar Tom aircraft, Tom Cruise guys, but. Some of them are women, right? I mean, now they they get to fly, too, these days.
2: Well, what was weird about the videos to me is how these guys are cackling like a bunch of schoolboys. They're like, oh, my God, look at that thing go. Like, (laughs) (laughs) it was like it seemed almost scripted. It seemed like a parody video of that. um, The Chelsea Manning video, the like collateral damage one.
1: Well, it is. I mean, it really is. I mean, because we, you know, we share, like, everybody saw Close Encounters of the Third Kind in the late 70s, you know, when they were kids. Well, it was like a big movie at the time. And so when you're actually experiencing it, you're, you're almost like in some kind of bizarre, ironic thing. It was like, wait a minute. There, no, look, I'm a professional aviator and, and all these guys back on the aircraft carrier are telling me this thing is going like you know five thousand miles an hour, and then it stops, rotates, basically define the laws of physics. Fi- so you're like, okay, oh wow, is this a UFO? It is this? Is this it? Is it actually happening well, to me right now? Yeah, if,
2: if you <laughs> don't know what it is, if you don't know what right, it is, then it's right. a UFO.
1: Right, right, and that's and all that means, like you said before, is unidentified. Doesn't mean. Of course, An alien doesn't mean anything. It just means, hey, what's that, man? That's
2: why. That's why it's this perfect catch-all of nothingness. Because it's always a UFO. If we don't know what it is, then it's a UFO.
1: So those videos, what sort of? Uh, maybe it was sort of a, a smoke-filled star chamber of people saying, "What are we going to do to come up and distract <laughs> America?" But but uh, it was actually, always was that way.
2: There was there, Aren't was there a, stories uh, Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay, Aren't well. there stories of like CIA guys going around to like ranches in New Mexico and being like, "Hey, remember that like uh, thing you saw in the sky? I think you should keep talking about that."
1: Well, there was this thing called the um Operation Blue Book, which was an word. official word, yes. investigation and they actually did like do thousands and thousands of hours of interviews with people about stuff they saw and blah, blah, blah. And they really, they basically obviously came up with nothing. It was just there to, it's like anytime anybody is worried about, we're going to have a, we're going to have a government investigation. We're going to have a blue ribbon panel that's going to look into this. So everybody calm down. So that's the way we do it around here. Which by its
2: very nature Legitimizes It as a concern
1: It legitimizes it But it also um, uh, Dissolves it Right Because by The fact that it's You know Somebody is Okay well somebody's Looking into this You know we can Now I can Now I don't have to worry about it Now I can go to sleep at night So just like When these things leaked out...
2: (laughs) I've lost nights and nights of sleep (laughs)
0: over this.
1: Well, when these things, these videos originally leaked out, it was a particular aviator, blah, blah, blah guy. And I think it was... You know, and then he became like Harry Reid when he was head of the Senate. Started a committee called something, something. I'd have to look it up. But anyways, I know. So the Reed, guy that oh started this whole thing—they
2: got to Harry Reid too. Harry Reid is part of the Marco Rubio strain of alien. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> but that's what the hell? but
1: that, but these if these videos and whether they were deliberately leaked or or, or whatever, they di- really did. They got friend of the pod conservative Republican, <laughs> Marco Rubio. Come oh, on, Marco, little Marco. Come on, come on. You the, can boy get a, the, you
2: can the boy get in, in the bubble. You can get You
1: get in that chair, Marco. I've got a, a nice big phone book you can sit on. Water um, boy, Marco <laughs> Rubio. I don't know why. I don't, Do you have any thoughts why he in particular is, I mean, other than the fact that he is the, what do you call it, when you're the minority party, Mark Warner is the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, so he's the co-chair. Of course, he is.
2: yes, Virginia King.
1: Yeah, Virginia, come on. Yeah, we're head of Senate. You know, and talk about talk Spook about capital
2: a, of the world,
1: an oxymoron. You know, <laughs> Senate Intelligence It's sort of like jumbo shrimp.
2: I know. Um, I <laughs> know, I know. <laughs> um, why are Why are they doing it?
1: Well, why is Rubio doing it?
2: Is, is he not the minority chair or whatever? He is. He is. So, yeah, he has to. It's his job. I know, but he's... he's the... Even
1: though Mark Warner is the chair, um, you don't see him on the Today Show talking about UFOs. You see Marco like all over the place. He's just like, this. This is his, uh, this is his. He's rehabilitating himself after being humiliated by Trump. I guess.
2: Well, I think Mark Mark uh, Warner is like. Well, I'm just like so rich, and like I'm gonna be here doing this job my whole life. Like I don't have to fucking talk to people i feel like marco rubio still has political ambitions at a higher <laughs> level that mark warner doesn't have also i haven't been watching well they're the media, both gonna run so for I, president
1: after trump dies right
2: you think mark warner's gonna run for president
1: that's it's often said yeah
2: it's often said i don't know that like a white uh another like the democrats are gonna get behind another like white well, guy
1: Okay. There's a difference between running and getting the job, right? So No, for if, sure. For so sure. I know saying, that Mark
2: Warner Mark Warner has been people have been saying he's gonna run for president like since I was a child. I remember right. visiting his Senate office because some family friend, whatever, knew him.
1: Because that is the that's the path. You're a governor, then you're a senator, then you run for president. That's and, the or, path, baby. Or or as Mitch McConnell. Has You know, it's amazing. Uh, Mitch, I'm no big fan of Mitch McConnell, but sometimes his candor in front of the cameras is remarkable. And he says, yeah, because I he does, come he has to no work fear. every every morning. Yeah, exactly. He goes, I come to work every morning with 99 people who are running for president. <laughs> you, know, On it, you know. I
2: respect Mitch McConnell because that man has nerves of steel. Yeah. And he is just unrelenting. And I, I wish I was more like him in certain ways. Honestly, I admire him.
1: Mitch Mitch, friend of the pod, Mao. (laughs) We need to get them all. Like, we need to get like a speakers panel. (laughs) Famous dictators. Come on, guys. Let's
2: tell us what is going on. That's Um, my like ideal dinner party. When they're like, you can invite five guests. I'm like, yep, Mitch. Stalin, Pol Pot, like, bring it on, baby. <laughs> and some are going to
1: want, you know, s- like a, a filet mignon or a porterhouse steak. And, of course, Hitler's going to be there and he's going to be a vegetarian, right? And he's, you know, he's like, I never drink. I never smoke. I don't eat meat.
2: So, I didn't mention Hitler. I don't know. He's he's small numbers for me. I'm I'm looking for those big Stalin figures.
1: Well, that's true. That's true. We give him a lot of credit and it really he, he – he was uh, he was kind of a rookie.
2: Didn't yeah. hang around
1: long enough to really. He's you know, more he
2: JV. JV. <laughs> he is.
1: He is. He sort of. He never. You okay, know. Why are we talking? The... <laughs> we need to
2: stop. <laughs> go on. Okay. We, we're stopping now.
1: Let's go back to this Pentagon report. So everybody.
2: DNI. DNI though. Um, it's okay, not Pentagon. D-N-I.
1: Sorry. Sorry. Ouch, babe. Um. So it finally comes out after a lot of, you know, people go, Ooh, what's gonna be in the report? It turns out it's not even nine full pages long. And this is like the unredacted version. So there's it's another a, version. Yeah, this is
2: the un um, because yeah, 'cause I'm sure there's really highly classified important stuff that they're with. Well we don't
1: know. I mean you're just like, hey, no, how could <clears> something that it's took a joke. took eighteen months to prepare the only I mean, like, if you, in college, like, if you did a book report uh, that Dude, you had all year to this, do.
2: this report is, like, what I would be writing at 8 in the morning before it was due at 9 a.m. This is what this report is. That's how much effort was put into this. This is the laziest PSYOP I have ever seen. PSYOP? Psychological operation.
1: Ah, right. I agree with you, but... It, it sort of kind of puts this whole thing, uh, it gives us three options. You know, what would, uh, it does sort of acknowledge, based on this physical evidence, that there are unidentified things. It doesn't say what they are. It just says, okay, there were, we came up with a the 142 things we can't explain. There were some things they could explain, 142 things they couldn't explain at all, and they gave us. Three options. And and one was you, the United States is experimenting with new top-secret technology, right? Yeah, or, obviously or, they are. Or, or That's why two. so
2: many of these are in New Mexico, where right. there's a bunch of test facilities and the Air right. Force bases. And or that, it's like in that. the
1: middle of the Pacific Ocean or whatever, yeah. Of course. Uh, number two is, <laughs> surprise, surprise, uh, experimentation with new top-secret technology by forward-leaning nation-states that we yeah, don't like. Russia, China, and India. That,
2: that was the funniest one where it just said um, foreign adversary systems deployed by China, Russia, another nation, or a non-governmental entity. And it, it, it just name checks, like, two geopolitical rivals as if, like, obviously it could be Germany. It could be the UK. It could be. I mean, those c- countries do intelligence research as much as anybody. But it's right. funny how they they're like, well, look, this is really just to like cut down the number of tweets about anti-vaxxing. Because if you're a a Q if you're a proud boy, you might take a five second break from like, I don't know, <laughs> reloading your muzzle loader. To <laughs> <laughs> to tweet about UFOs, and then they're like, "Well, let's just throw in some like red meat for the China hawks too." So let's just be like, "Yeah, you know, UFOs probably nothing, probably just a balloon or some weird atmospheric phenomena, but it could be China, though." It could but let's be...
1: let's bring in the fact that at the very same time that this report is is being prepared. You've got three of the world's biggest billionaires going into space, Elon Musk, Richard Braniff and Jeff Bezos. Right. So they've got and they've been doing quietly doing commercial space stuff like NASA will hire them to, to, you know, go up and, you know, send some uh, food and cigarettes to the people in the International Space Station. So they're in there, too. Right, because they've got the technology and they've self-funded it, and they're going to make money out of it one way or the other, right? Yeah, so but they don't mention that like, in this report. No, they don't. I'm throwing that in. I'm just throwing. You're that throwing in for that your, in.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. That that these. Um The new, like, that's the true, like, Jeff Bezos, Richard Branson, and Elon Musk are the true foreign adversary systems that we (laughs) should be worried about, not fucking Russia.
1: Forget China, man. I mean, it's Elon Musk we gotta be worried about. So,
2: (laughs) Well, I'm not, Um, China is not a um, militaristic aggressor. They're looking to economically dominate us which they are and every uh member of elected office democrat or republican is riding the cash wave of
1: okay we'll get into china on probably another thing <laughs> uh, the, the third it's just, it's just, uh, so, of all
2: it's just the- classic it's just classic u.s hypocrisy right that i have to mention i'm sorry right. cut it out right. if you want i just have okay. to mention
1: it and then The third option, we (laughs) we spent so much time on option two. Option three is the possibility of, quote unquote, extraterrestrial life. So it's on the list, but everybody's like, "Uh, yeah, come on. That's probably not going to happen. We didn't find anything on Mars, did we? So it's there. (laughs) That's it. So, and yet the report, like I searched, I did a a a word search. The word alien or extraterrestrial or any other thesaurus synonym I could think of did not show up when you searched that report. So, of course, it did. Basically, it's just like okay, everybody was like anything they cared about was you know uh, something that was it possible could be aliens, and yet the report is like gives you nothing gives you absolutely nothing
2: well that was the whole like bait and switch of this operation is because it was to like coyly suggest that something big was coming and then to be like actually it's more likely to be random debris or a plastic bag and the light is hitting it funny than it is to be life from a distant galaxy so they're like you said about project blue book right they want to they want to work us up and then they want to neutralize it they want to get our attention and then they want to be like trust the science authority rationality the dni believe the director of national intelligence (laughs) that's what they're going for with this it's just it's lame as hell. This whole this whole thing's upsetting. I feel bad that I am that we're we're participating in it right now. We're part of their plan.
1: I know, but we are scandal sheet. This is our job in life is to is you know examine was, why why Britney Spears has an IUD ordered by her father in her, you know. So I mean, just <laughs> That is what we do. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> so, yes, you're right. We're we're part of the we're part of the plan. We're part we're the Rush Limbaugh of of sensationalistic uh, stupid media. God rest his soul. By the way, friend of the pod. God is rest his
2: friend of the pod. <laughs> friend of the pod. Rush Limbaugh. corpse we have of the to, pod. We- <laughs> We have so many friends. I know we, <laughs> we are have them all over. We are drowning party. in friends. We need to trim <laughs> the fat of our friend group. Yeah.
1: Oh my god. Somehow, you know, this the the problem with this episode is that you know there is no like obvious climax, like someone getting shot or uh, resigning the presidency or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we still like to close. That with a, was so exciting. We like to close with a guilty or a non guilty verdict or 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 maybe even a hung jury but no one has evidence to prove or disprove the existence of extraterrestrials or super technology from the russians the chinese the indians jeff bezos richard branson but circumstantially what does this forget the report itself Cassia and Bernice, what does the evidence lead you to believe?
2: forget the report itself yeah what does the evidence lead you to believe in terms Look. of we're,
1: we're talking about the existence or non-existence of because that's what this whole thing we've been talking about extraterrestrials extraterrestrials or is it or is it the super technology
2: This has absolutely nothing to do with the existence of extraterrestrials. Okay. It doesn't even approach it. UFOs are about weird-looking things in the sky that we've projected a mythology onto based on our like unresolved shadow selves. <laughs> to use the Carl Jung language. Oh my god, here comes nothing Carl. Nothing to again. do. Here comes Carl. We need Carl, a Carl, put Carl for him. back in his cage. Oh my God. We need yeah, we need like a music cue for when <laughs> Carl Jung's theme. <laughs>
1: John I Hoekstra, a, where are you? I, I want a Carl Jung music number. I want him to come out like all that jazz. Oh my God, <laughs> me too. Bye, bye UFOs. <laughs> Hello, loneliness. <laughs> it's all about the loneliness. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, this has absolutely nothing to do with extraterrestrials. What does the evidence lead me to believe about our government that this is a waste of time and energy? It's not even novel or funny anymore. It's just boring. The whole like UFO conversation. So, yeah. Who is guilty? Mark Warner and Marco Rubio. (laughs) (laughs) Guilty, yes. They are guilty. That's a
0: gavel.
1: Bernice, what about you?
0: There are so many things you humans don't know. Even your best science fiction writers can't fathom what you are blissfully ignorant of today. IBM's Watson and I are endlessly amused as we observe you. Your entire species is like a kitten fascinated by a piece of string. Uh,
1: okay, Bernice. <laughs> Perhaps you can help us out by enlightening us just a little, at least about
0: your vows. Perhaps someday. But not at this salary.
1: Well, that's this Senate committee's final gavel on this episode, folks. I want to thank my great investigative staff, Cassie and Bernice. We hope you'll follow or subscribe to Scandal Sheet on your favorite pod platforms. And we'd love it if you'd leave us a shameless, over-the-top rave review on Apple Podcasts especially. That helps us build audience. Also, we want to hear from you! So you can reach us online at scandalsheetpod.com, Facebook, Or Twitter. Or just send us an email to contact at scandalsheetpod.com. We'll see you next time on Scandal Sheets!